Welcome everyone to another episode of In One Ear Local Music News with Casey Warner. I got two very special guests today in honor of their album dropping on May 7th. Corey Link, the drummer, and Seth Wilson, lead guitarist of El Astronauta. How are y'all doing, fellas? Hey, we're doing good. Thanks yeah. for having us. Good, so good. out here surviving. <laughs> right, right. Just trying to make it. Coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, shows all around now being released by the week. And we got some good stuff to talk about today. But first of all, a very special brand new album is dropping from El Astronauta on May 7th. High Strangeness on Coffin Curse Records. So first of all, guys, I'll let you all tag team this and just ask you all about the album release, what's going on on May 7th, and about the recording and whatnot. Go ahead. Uh, well, May 7th, is a, the album drops. Uh, you can find it, you know, I think it's... Uh, first of all, it's going to be on all the main... Yeah, it's on a... It's a right. venues, yeah. On Bandcamp and all the streaming services uh-huh. within the next week after May 7th because it takes a little bit to... Uh, Get all that stuff on there sometimes. And then, of course, uh, we'll have uh, here two uh, local uh, music stores, uh, hard copies and metal oh, yeah. mats. You can buy it in person there. So Nice, nice. Got the physical copies there. Physical always got to get, yeah. yeah. Always got to get the physical copies in right. there. It was uh, pretty nice of your all's bass player and lead vocalist Dean Collier to give me that promo copy. So I've already listened to it about two or three times. Oh, fantastic! Don't, yeah, don't want to brag or anything, <laughs> but a fantastic album nonetheless, guys. Oh, was glad I got to hear thanks. that. Uh, and then let's get into the recording a little bit. Where did you all record it, and uh, kind of talk about that process a little bit? Uh, well, we recorded it. Um, I mean, we we did the whole thing during the pandemic. Uh, right. We weren't playing shows. We weren't doing anything else. You know, we didn't get together too much to practice because we weren't playing shows. So we had all this free time on our hands. And uh, so uh, I did a lot of my drum recording, uh, well, most all of it, at uh, at, at Dean's he, in his at his house. He's got okay. a recording system put up in his room. So I took about two weeks and I did that. And then the rest of the nine months, you know, it was Dean and Seth is back and forth uh sending parts back to each other so we just did it from our house and then sending you know via email uh parts uh for each other to play so yeah i've got like a i've got a little recording set up now at my house so i was able to record guitar amps full blast at my house nice in the future i'll be able to do drums and everything at my house as well yeah he's got a nice little so uh yeah it was kind of a good test run for my recording setup i have and good way to learn what i need to do and we you know figuring things out and getting Dean brought to, up to speed with technology. Uh-huh. Got to bring got to bring <laughs> old Dean up to speed yeah. now. So if yeah. I had to ask you all, that brings up another good question. Out of the three of you all, who is the most, I want to say, technologically inclined when it comes to all that recording and music stuff? That's not me. It's, it's, it'd be me. It'd be you, okay, yeah. Seth. Seth's got to be the guy. <laughs> okay, me. I'm more into the gear side. Uh-huh, of things the gear. And, gotcha. And gotcha. That, so. Yeah, well, it sounds like you all got kind of an elaborate setup at each of your all's houses and deans and whatnot going on where you all can record. So that's awesome. And that really shows in your all's new album. I got to say, when I was listening to it, I was listening to it last night ahead of the interview. And I got to say, production is solid on the new album, man. Sounds a lot different than the first two that you all released. And I really liked it. So you can definitely tell a production difference. And I really thought that was great. So yeah, we uh, like I record all the songs one way, like with my guitar amps and you know, we decided we were going to take a little bit longer before we released it because there's really no reason to release it sure. in the middle of the pandemic because right. we couldn't play shows. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go back and record a second rhythm track to everything. So I went back and re-recorded all the songs again. Nice. So there's two separate guitar tracks going on, which is, you know, a studio trick that is done on most albums anyway, but I'd never utilized before. And 
since we had the time, I was like, why not do it? It sounds better when you do it that way. So right. we went ahead and, and, and did it. So it's uh, a lot more. Yeah, took that time. And guitar. Took that time really mastering it. You mm-hmm. know, the first two, we we wanted to keep it raw, you know, and, and show a progression with all the recordings. And so, yeah, this last time, all the time in the world, uh, just took her time. And, uh, and uh, as far as I know, Seth did most all that really mastering, put it together, getting that sound. So, yeah, we, Dean does the mixing because I'm. And I don't know if I'm too lazy. I just don't. Want, I don't want to listen to it. Like, okay, okay. I don't want to listen to it four thousand times and just tweak one thing by a decibel. Right. So Dean did the uh-huh. mixing, and then he sent it to me, and I did the mastering, and then I sent it back to him, and then we kind of you know figure out what we needed to do or if we liked how it was going, and that was the process we used. Okay, awesome, awesome. Sounds like we got a guru here in set, though. He's got all the equipment down, knows everything but the mixing. So that's good stuff there. But you talk about it sounding raw on the first two albums. And that brings up another good question I want to ask y'all. Last week, that was on April 30th, y'all had the album release party. And how did that go? Great turnout. I know I was there. I know there was a bunch of other fans there. And how was it like to play live again, fellas? Oh, it feels good getting up on stage. And um, I guess mm-hmm. we were lucky in the sense that, you know, it was going to be outside. Um they had a couple of technical difficulties with the sound system out there, and so we were really looking forward to getting outside. Maybe a bigger crowd, uh, just people feeling more comfortable around each other. Um, but lucky in the sense that we got to go inside and play. You know, they had Tidballs had re, uh, revamped their stage setup, new lights, new sound, and so we were kind of, I guess, the guinea pig of of how it's going to work and be in sound and. Um, it turned out really good. I think it sounded great. Uh, the lights were fantastic. Uh, agreed. We had a really good show. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, I think. I mean, I think we played well. <clears throat> um, I think I know it sounded great on stage. So you know, shout out to Jared for doing oh, the sound yeah. for us. Oh, yeah, Jared always. Oh, yeah. It sounded fantastic on stage. I hope it sounded that good out in the crowd. So you know. Uh huh. But it felt good to get up there, and it felt like we played good and everything. So. Oh, you all absolutely killed it. I, I was glad to be out there. It's my first time seeing you all, I think, since, I want to say, the September Live on the lot. Was, yeah. Weren't you all there? Yeah. So it no. had been, or was it, maybe it was in July. There was there was some kind of summer or late late summer I show that I've seen September you all. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it was one of those. But I do remember seeing you all there. It was great to see you all yeah. again. Definitely a heck of a performance. But uh, one more question I got for you all this segment before we get into our little game segment here. I got to nice. ask you all, what are your all's musical influences and kind of bands or artists that drive you all to what you do? I'll let you all each uh, go ahead and tell me that. I guess since I'm the oldest. I'll, yeah, I'll okay, first, okay. Uh, he doesn't look it, but he's the oldest, but, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, gr- I grew up in a very... Uh, musical family not in the sense of they all play but just the love of music so i yeah. and it's so diverse on what i grew up on uh going from uh willie nelson the moody blues led zeppelin um bonnie ray things like that <laughs> even some barbara streisand and my mom loves barbara <laughs> um but when i fell into my own uh of what i really liked and what i didn't um it was probably probably junior high and I think the biggest influences of me of the music that I play today and what I really like, you know, it was, I think it was Rat, it was Kiss, it was Metallica, that really hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, original hard metal, rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. the original. And so, those, and so I, I won't say those are my favorite bands, mm-hmm. but that's just what I, I started listening to and what really influenced me. I mean, I'm very diverse. <laughs> Depending on the genre, I've got bands here and there that I like to listen to. And so it, it's, a, it's really a hard question to answer, but... Uh, those three are probably a, a bigger influence than any of them. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Corey. It's it's a very hard question. Always. You know, as I, I told you earlier, it's like I kind of hate answering uh-huh, these questions. Uh-huh. I don't blame yeah. you, man. Because <clears throat> it's, it's all depends upon the period of your life and what's going sure. on. And, like, you know, um, like coming of age musically for me was during the grunge period. <clears throat> so, you know, there's all the, the classic grunge bands. And one of the, my favorite bands in high school was Smashing Pumpkins. And so I listened to a lot of them. Uh, really got into Tool, just the complexity of their music and everything appealed to me a lot um you know and coming through life there's a, a band an instrumental band mostly instrumental band from scotland called mogwai um they're you know like just the, they're like post-rock instrumental kind of and just the mood Ooh. that they can convey with just their instruments is, is fantastic and i got lucky enough to see them at exit in in nashville a few years ago I can't remember nice. what year but you know and you dive back further sometimes and then your own time period and so led zeppelin you know was i listened went to a real heavy led zeppelin period at one Mm -hmm. point and listened to a lot of them and you know just just different periods of my life and you know just i don't know man it's a hard question (laughs) right no it's definitely a hard question for anybody that's a huge music fan or a musician in this case like your all's case uh i mean i think there's so many directions you can go and moods it just depends on and everything because i know i mean i could tell you off the top of my head my three favorite bands when I just you know think of it off the top of my head but it also just depends where I'm at or what I'm doing yeah. or what I'm currently listening to as far as the style goes but anyways we got a game segment coming up a little music quiz segment so we got an idea of what Seth and Corey have as their taste in music and maybe some of those bands could be heard on this music quiz but you never know so next up we have our little music quiz segment we're going to see what two of the guys from El Astronauta know as far as their music uh, library goes should we say but coming up next we got Know the Know and The Mowing Devil by El Astronauta you're listening to In One Ear Local Music News with Casey Warner
We're back here on In One Ear Local Music News. Casey Warner here with Corey Link and Seth Wilson of El Astronauta. And this is always my favorite segment here on In One Ear. We got our music quiz segment. We've had all kinds of people in the 270 music scene here in Bowling Green on In One Ear. We've stumped some people. Some people have went three for three, anywhere in between. But what we're going to do here is we got three songs for you guys. We're going to play 15 to 20 seconds of each song. And we're going to see if you all can guess or who can guess first. Are you all ready for this? Yeah. Are they local bands? Are they? No, they are. They are. They have to do with your all's taste. They may okay. not be all what right. you all okay. told me, or they they may be. I mean, okay. it just depends. Right. The element of surprise, though. We're gonna see what Let's you all know. All right. So here we go. First song coming your all's way. What you got? What's that one? What song? What, what are we thinking? It's a long one. It's a yeah. jam out, man. That's one thing with Led Zeppelin with me. Oh, Some, yeah. Sometimes their song titles have nothing to do with the song. Right, so, yeah. right. Oh, man, I can't think of the name. This is one of my personal favorites. Um, which album is it? In Through the Outdoor. In Through the Outdoor. Ooh, any guesses? Man, I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and give it to y'all. Carousel Ombra. Yeah, does that ring a bell? Yeah, the ten minute forty. Uh, the no. ten minute forty five second jam. Yeah. Out. I gotta say, when I first heard this yeah. song, I was riding my bike through town one day. I was just like, "What is this? How did I miss this song?" Like, I mean, it's it's not one of the ones that gets overplayed per se, and it's not one of the you know more popular ones. But it's one of those ones that you just kind of gotta sit and break down and right. just really take in. So I really like that one. So there we go. We got some Led Zeppelin to start things off. This second one's gonna get a little bit more, a little bit more modern here. So let's see if you all, you all got this second one. Here we go. That's Alice in Chains. Isn't it? It's Alice in Chains. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the name. It's off dirt. I feel like Seth would know this more than I would. I should, but. He's deep cutting over here, isn't he? I always yeah, do the deep cuts, man. I never pick the popular songs. Right. I always make y'all always make y'all think. So, so what are we thinking, fellas? It's on dirt. Alice in Chains. Hmm. Well, can I cheat? <laughs> no, man, you can't cheat. Come on now. I just feel like he's trying to embarrass us. <laughs> he is. I think it's funny because I mean I'm a huge music fan myself and I'm yeah. more in sports radio than I am in music radio and I just do this for fun as a yeah. podcast now granted this is on live radio on Sundays mm-hmm. but I kind of just do this out of my own pleasure I'm not getting paid to do this but I love music and I listen to all kinds of music so it's always funny to kind of see what musicians are thinking as far as what they listen to and how deep they go yeah. so I think that's kind of interesting right. but nonetheless but, Junkhead yeah. by Alice in Chains yeah. that's, but, but that's, that's what you thing. got I, I will listen to all kinds uh-huh. of music and I, yeah. could, I could name a band just yeah. because I know their right, sound right right I, yeah, like I, I've tra- never paid attention to track song titles, titles yeah. sure titles. no I totally understand see it's funny we're because making excuses over here <laughs> yeah we are. It's we're funny. trying to save face here <laughs> It's funny, though, because all the bands that I interview and they get stumped like this, they always, they're like, oh, well, well you, yeah. you, you, they're like, well, you, you're picking the ones we just don't know or whatever. But but anyways, hey, we got one more song here. Maybe you all can redeem yourself because, you know, if you go one for three, that gets you in the Hall of Fame in baseball. So, I mean, that that's not bad. Okay. <laughs> all right. So one more. I think Corey might get this one. All but right. this, this is also a deep, uh, a deep cut. So here we go.
It's your boy, man. Yeah, it's, Come it's, on. it's a Kiss song. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what album it's off of. It is off Listen of. Listen to that groove, man. It's, it's got that little that little disco influence. I know you know it, man. Yeah, it's um off of, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the album cover, but it's one where it's got the four faces. Uh-huh, on it. uh-huh. Um, and honestly, one of my least favorite albums. Really? I, I never got into the disco. Okay, yeah. okay, I've cool, got cool. it because I've got all their albums, but yeah, I can't yeah. say I listen to it. Um, Fair enough. Um, the album is Dynasty. That's it, Dynasty, yeah. And it was um, the only song on the album that Peter Chris did vocals on. Oh, man. And the funny thing is, is on that album, Peter Chris didn't play on any of the songs but that song. He actually wasn't in the recording sessions. Oh, I'm not surprised. I mean, half <laughs> yeah, the, half it was falling apart by yeah, then. By yeah. then they, were, uh-huh. they were getting some. He couldn't make it. He uh-huh. was drunk or was, was mad at the band for some <laughs> right, reason. right. Him and Ace. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, so what uh, are we thinking? Any, any guesses? I feel like I know it before before <laughs> Seth, and I know I, I could yeah, tell no you. Idea. Yeah, Seth. Probably, <laughs> he's not a Kiss guy like us. Any other album, I could have I, I, I won. I love it, man. This I could have won one. Any other album. <laughs> this is great. Dirty Living, man. Dirty Living, yeah. Dirty Living. <laughs> if I listen to it a little longer, I think I right. may have See, that that's out. interesting, though. What I like about this little music quiz segment, whether you all get it or not, the fun thing about it is you get to see what everybody listens to and yeah. what everybody doesn't listen mm-hmm. to. Like, for you, example, I know Corey is a huge Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. He's always told me that. I've seen him, you know, talk about Kiss on Facebook. He's told me that he plays, you know, drum covers and it's interesting because some people love the dynasty album i mean some people love the disco the i was made for loving you you know people love that but i mean you don't so i mean that's it's cool it's cool to see you know where people get their influences from and what bands he's he's a true rocker he's 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 yeah he's the heavy rocker i I like they sold out on that album yeah no i agree what was Uh popular yeah i i totally agree on that but nonetheless there was our little music quiz (laughs) when's our disco album (laughs) yeah yeah when is that coming but yeah nonetheless there's our music quiz. Uh, El Astronauta goes 0 for 3. We failed. Wah, wah. But hey, that, if, if it makes you feel any better, I think there's been two other bands that have gone 0 for 3, including the Josephines. So, oh, okay. Yeah, if, I mean, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, so so there we go. We I got our music. Like <laughs> such a loser now. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> well, you'll be able to make it up in this next segment, because coming up in this next segment, we're, we're kind of going to dive deep here. We're going to ask you all, hmm. going to put you all each on the spot and ask what it's meant to be in the scene and kind of your all's coming up in the scene and got you to where you're, you've been right now. So uh, get ready to dive deep and kind of get into some of the we'll some of the more emotional questions. All right, so here we go. Coming up next, we got Reborn and Death is Alive by El Astronauta. You're listening to In One Ear Local Music News with Casey Warner.
We're back on M1 Ear Local Music News. Casey Warner here with Corey Link and Seth uh, Wilson of yeah. Hell Astronaut. There you go. You have it right there. Corey Link and Seth Wilson, the two guys laying it down in El Astronauta. Your other guy, Dean, he's been on here before. He's been on In One Ear, but it was just him. So yeah. it was just a little yeah. solo interview. So I'm glad to have uh, the two guys with the most talent in the band. Right? Oh, absolutely. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Uh-huh. All right. All right. It's like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. That's right. Exactly. Got to catch them all. I mean, I got my little, my little Pokedex, and I'm looking through the numbers of all the musicians in town, seeing which ones <laughs> yeah. I can get, seeing which ones I can get. But yeah, here we go. So anyways, first question I got for you all in this segment is how do local musicians and Kentucky musicians influence you all in what you do? Hmm. Well, I think, um, I mean, it's more of an inspiration, I guess. You, you see, you see local musicians that whether it's just a local following or they've landed it big and has gotten small labels and gone bigger, you know, you know, you've got uh, cage the elephant and you've got Blackstone cherry, somewhat local. Sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, you see bands like that, and it, it gives the smaller band like us, you know, hope or, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit of a more inspiration, you know, hey, there's a possibility. So it's, it's things like that. It's more of an inspiration for me to, to see other bands and to listen to them and, and see how far they go. I mean, I see you go out to shows, and sometimes half the crowd is other musicians from other bands. Right. Yeah. You know, like we, we all go to the shows, and... We're, we all become friends just because of the music scene. So there's such great support between all different styles of music <clears throat> within the scene. Um, you know, so that's great to feel, you know, see your friends come up and you go to their shows and they come to your shows and it's just... Yeah, you get a lot of... of a, uh, a great community. Community, yep. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of help from other bands, you know, um, pushing you or rooting for you things like that absolutely it's like you're all on you're all on the same team so absolutely yeah i mean i, I gotta say when i was at Charles album release party uh last week on april 30th uh there was a ton of musicians there from other bands and i was happy to just to get to talk to them and catch up and see what they thought about y'all because i didn't even know you like i said you never know who's into what or who's gonna go see what so it's cool to see those other musicians there supporting the other bands and that's what i love about it most is seth said it best i mean community man it's just community. one big yeah. community and it's awesome that leads me to my next question i'm gonna ask each of you all is what being in the bowling green music scene means to you all like what is it meant to come up in this scene and finally get to where you're at and have your band and have album release parties and everything you've been doing Doing, man, I mean, it's, it's the best scene in the country. In the country, <laughs> the man. Best hey, definitely scene, the yeah. best in the state. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh-huh. uh, we got a good scene here. Like, there's you know, there's not as many places to play right now as there was, and hopefully, right. like we're getting there, back. There, though. There's kind mm-hmm. of an ebb and flow to that. Yeah, but there's always one, you know, generally one place that's constant, and and for the past was it 17, 18, 20 years? Yeah, it's been ten balls. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, been playing there for a long time, and hope to continue doing that because that's like you know the mecca the music mecca the in mecca. right there uh-huh. Corey you want to add to that um what was the question again yeah so like what is what is the ball drummers yeah <laughs> drummers I was man. thinking about, about he's in deep response. thought yeah, yeah he's in deep thought uh what does being in the Bowling Green music scene mean to you man well it's you know it's um like Seth said you know for for Bowling Green uh the music scene here is great if you if you compare it to the size and in other places you know right i mean to me it i don't want to say it's cliche but it's almost like a little nashville i don't know we no we get a totally people love music around here i mean that's just like one of the biggest things to do on you know especially when western gym on thursday friday or saturday you know it's just it's all about the music and and 
and to be a part of that, um, just to be able to entertain um, and to do to do something I really care for, and then and pe- people appreciate it, you know. And so, more than likely, we're not going to become like a big band, or we're not going to go far with it. Never so, know, man. So, yeah, you never know. But I mean, <laughs> you, you got to think realistically. And, but just to be a part here, uh, and to have someone know know your band and know your name, um, and uh, just just to bring that entertainment, it that, that's what works for me. Uh, I would do this all the time. Just to get up there and yeah. do what you love. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, and, you know, I've said it before that <clears throat> right. I play the music for me, and if someone else likes it, then that's just bonus, man. Like, exactly. Like you said, yeah. you know, it's been going on a big music scene, especially with Tid Balls, 15, 20 years. And, you know, we still talk about some of those bands that started 15, 20 years ago that aren't together anymore or, or play anymore. And, you know, if, if we can become one of those bands, you know, 15, 20 years on down the road, and hey, you remember that band, El Astronauta, you know, it's like for me and the Radioactive Flowers, they were a big thing way back in the sure. 90s. And, um, you know, I, I still listen to their album and, you know, people still talk about them. So, if we in that category, that'd be fantastic if we could end up like that. Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk about the legacy and yeah. just compared to the size is I always talk about when I have bands on here that I'm from Louisville, you know, the biggest city in the state, and they have, you know, a pretty decent music scene up there. You're you're able to catch some of the bigger bands at the bigger venues, obviously, because they got arenas and whatnot, and that's yeah. fine and all, but it's just not like Bowling Green, man. I mean, I've lived down here for three years now. I've been living here since 2018, yeah. and once I found Tidballs and discovered all these local venues like the A-Frame and all that and, you know, the Spillway and all the other venues, and some of them are having shows right now, but it's just like I was a immediately drawn to it and immediately drawn to the people and the atmosphere and everything. There's just nothing like it that I've ever experienced. And it's so cool. And recently I just learned that Robert Plant has a house in town here in Bowling Green. Like, See, I've heard that yeah, rumor, yeah, but I'm I, like, is that real? Yeah, that's what I was thinking that. too. I've, right. I've heard the rumor. Is that real? I, mean, I know he's, he's, eating, he's eating a samurai at the samurai restaurant because uh-huh. really? they have his picture on the wall, but okay. you know. I've yeah. heard the rumor too. I don't know if it's right true or not. Yeah, so I mean, Bowling Green's got a little clout when it comes to music for sure. I mean, a little mini Nashville might be a, an accurate comparison, like Corey said. I like that, but yeah, this scene has definitely drawn me in, and that's why I started this this uh, show. And I've had all these different musicians on, and hope to keep building on that. So it's great to be able to have that and have that sense of community around here. But one more question in the scene I got here for you all, kind of to think about your past in the scene and whatnot uh-huh. is what is each of your all's favorite memory since being involved in the scene whether it be a show you played a show you were at or just having a good time at a show i mean i it, it's hard to say you know, what's my favorite mm-hmm. memory uh, you know each time we play it, it makes a new memory and, and to me any memory of, of being able to play but play here in bowling green or just anywhere it's just that that's the number one memory for me amazing because i really love doing it and so uh, i mean as long as i keep doing it I'll, i'm gonna stay happy so i mean it's, it's not like a, a specific show or you know a specific one time but anytime you can just get up on the stage and, and it's just the band's feeling it that night, the crowd's feeling it that night, you know, they're right up there in your face as close as they can get. Oh, like, yeah. Tid balls or whatever. You know, it's a good crowd and everything is just flowing. It's, it's that's that's the moment right there. And that can happen. You know, it's happened 15, 20 times in the past and hopefully it'll happen 15, 20 times in the future. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. yeah. You know, like you said, you're from the, the biggest. Uh, a city here in Kentucky, mm-hmm. Louisville, and, and the stadiums and arenas like that. And me saying that Bowling Green, it's a pretty big music city for the size. Yeah. I mean, we've even had 
Rat. They, rat. One of my favorite really, bands. They, really? They, I did not know that. They man. have come to Bowling Green what? to play. Okay. But Kiss has come to Bowling Green they to play. They played at uh, Van Meter Hall exactly. in 75. That's yeah. that's why yeah. I went to Western, man. Yeah. Of course. Of that's course. why. <laughs> yeah. Rat, rat played in uh, Diddle Arena. So. No way. What? So, when I mean, was that? What year was that? Oh, man. It was it was the early 80s. I mean, it was what? Uh, it man. Uh, out of the cell. Yeah, out of the yeah show, that's that, awesome, yeah. dude. I had no idea. I, was, wow. I think I was too young to go, but I, uh-huh. I still remember them coming here and the remember. So, you know, Bowling Green has a good history of music, whether yeah. the bands have come from here or some of the bands early on that wanted to come here and play just because of the, of the attention. So, Absolutely. Bowling Green. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good place. Yeah, definitely the best music scene in the state. Got to throw that out there. But that's all I got for you all as far as the scene and whatnot. So last thing I'm going to ask you all to plug in before we're going to sign off here is uh, what's your all social media? Got any news for the fans? And how can we listen to your music? Uh, Seth, you take the social media type stuff. You, you, you're the one that posted everything. So. I'm not the one that posted everything. Deem's the one that posted everything. Well, you put everything online to um, listen to uh, it. Well, he did that. He did yeah, that. that was <laughs> we're on Bandcamp, so you can catch us on Bandcamp, and there you can download the songs. Um, you can even order like merch, merch off oh, yeah. Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're on Instagram and Facebook, so just search El Astronauta. I think it's usually El Astronauta Band. Um, we'll, the new album will be on Spotify real soon because it takes a couple of days for sure. that to go through. So we'll be on Spotify, Spotify, YouTube Music, all these other weird streaming services that you never hear about. Uh, of course. Um, so you can just you know search us online, um, and we're not. If it's in Spanish or something, it's probably not us. <laughs> right. yeah, even though exactly. you kind of got a Spanish esque band name, exactly with the A on the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and coming up shows. You know, we, we've got two more coming up. Um, We've actually got Mellow Mats the 8th. May 8th, yeah. May 8th, Mellow Mats. I think we're going to start playing maybe around 4. Uh, we'll be there by 3. Um, so come and check us out there. And then I think um, uh, June 3rd, we're going to we're gonna hit off the uh, the Live on the Lot series on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. So we're going to play there June 3rd. So those next two times you can catch us want to come see us live. Also yep. on YouTube, man. we got videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Can't, videos, forget, YouTube, can't forget yeah. the music there's, videos. There's all kinds man. of stuff on YouTube. You can yeah. search us. Uh-huh. Right. And see see our beautiful faces. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean those Seth those... even agreed to do videos. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Videos. Those uh those MTV caliber music videos there, I'm sure. Yeah. That... <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, uh cell phones these days, they they are Dude, man, I mean, they, they you take can... good videos. Yeah. You never know it. I mean, hey, never J- know it. Josh London, for example, his whole Veils project, I mean, it's recorded on oh, an yeah. iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, are you kidding me? Like what? Like what can't you do I mean, with so an iPhone? So was the now? Uh, first by Hargum album seriously yeah. no way I had no idea man see I mean it's just insane the options you got out there with recording music now I mean the opportunities are endless it, it's exactly. awesome nowadays you can be yeah. a director producer everything all yourself on your cell phone right exactly exactly but we got two stand up guys two stand out musicians here in our presence today Corey Link Seth Wilson drummer and lead guitarist of El Astronauta thank you all for the time fellas and thanks for the interview yes thank sir you, thanks man. for having us on man absolutely absolutely we got that new album High Strange coming out on May 7th. That's going to be a great album. I've already listened to it a few times. Got to cop that album. Get it on physical copies. Get it on your streaming services. Get it any way you can. But coming up next, we got a couple songs from that new album. Coming up next, we have Wall of Humanity and Smooth Operator by El Astronauta. You've been listening to In One Ear Local Music News with Casey Warner, Corey Link, and Seth Wilson of El Astronauta. See you guys. See you.